0: the Gemara Daf <coughs> start from the two dots. Uh Baruch we'll take it from there. Okay. So we said in the Mishnah that one of the materials that you cannot make your skach out of is samita, which is the broken off pieces of a bed. Uh, again, we're gonna have this a second time, is that the assumption right now is that these are broken off pieces that do not have the status of Kalim, which seems to prove that once something cannot be used. Even if it's now in a state that technically should be able to be used, it's permanently disqualified from being used. So Laman Bissaile, ami bartavymi. let's say that our Mishnah is a support for the Psak of Bartavymi. The Amarbi Amibartaviumi, Ami Bartavymi Kalim, Psula <laughs> he holds that you cannot make your Srach out of worn out materials, rags, etc. That even though they, why? Because they used to be not suitable as and therefore, they're forever not suitable aschach. So it seems to be our mission that does not that disqualifies the boards of a bed that are also not kalim fits with the p'sak of Ami Bar Yumi that disqualifies the garments that are not kalim. He says, no, we could borrow the answer there of Khanan says the name of Rebbe elsewhere. we'll discuss where the elsewhere is in a couple of seconds, that we are dealing with a case where even though it's broken off of a bed, it still has the status of a cleat. For example, you have the long board of a bed with the two legs attached to it, or you have the short board of the bed, which has the two legs attached to it, and therefore, no, it's not a proof for Ram Mishnah because our Mishnah is talking about a case where even though it's broken off of a bed, it still has the status of being a cleat. Hachanami, just like over there, he uses that psak right here as well. Baruch Heshtay Bixar Heshtay Krayim. So now ask the Gemara, Itmar D'Ref Achanan, Where does Rav Hanan, in the name of Rabbi, say what he says? What's the actual source of that statement of the long board and two beds and short board in two beds? The more answers, Ahad he said it on the following Mishnah, in Masachas Kalim, top of the key, and Dav Tezayin of an Aleph. Mita the mitamas chavila, mitahers chavila, Lez. but opinion is that a bed can only become tame if it's all assembled. It's chavila, it's a bundled. And it can only become tahar if you're mitaharet chavila, when it's all assembled, when it's bundled together. <might> the chamay argument says, mitamas avarim, e mitahers evarim.' No, it can become tame in parts, and it can become tahar in parts. The word avarim e literally means limbs, which is parts. So now the Gemara makes an assumption here, which is a fair assumption, is that even though the Chambam say that a bed can become Tameh when it's in parts, you have to assume that the parts that exist are Kalim, because there's no one that holds that things can become Tameh if they're not Kalim. So now the Gemara has to kind of clarify the Chambam's position when the Chambam say that a bed can become Tameh when it's in parts, well, um, what exactly what, I should put it this way, which broken parts of a bed can still, start, can still count as a Kalim? I'm just Yeah. Be that the, the you see does it have to be broken off from a cleat or can it be when it's building up yeah i don't okay. know I've, Stan's question is, is that you know after at the end of the day when we say that when you have a board and two legs it does count as a clea is that only when it's broken off of a bed that already existed or is it even in the process of building it it sounds like it would be even in the process of building it that's already considered to be enough of a clea that's useful like we'll see to put it up against the wall etc right. so again if it's only if it was broken off then it is still a bit of a supporter of vambar tavu Yumi, that things are only a problem if they ever were full kelim. Okay, so the Gemara says, so what exactly is the scenario that the Chum hold that pieces of beds can become Tame? So says the Gemara, They're laying down the Gemara, what is that? What's the scenario? That's our case, where it's the long piece of the two legs and the sharp piece of the two legs. Now ask the Gemara the question, what is it fit to do if you just have a board and two legs? So, the gemara. This mechinu aguda to leaning against the wall or the mesa to sit on it. Umishta Ashli. and also another way to do it is if you actually add ropes to it and have it stand a little bit away from the wall and have the ropes hung on a wall and have the other end of the ropes on the foot of the bed, and you're able to use it for some form of chair or mattress. Okay, now the gemara is going to go back and delve into the world of amibar taviyim a little bit. Gufa, let's go back and discuss a previous source. Amr of Ami bartav yumi bi vlai kalim one makes their shach out of the remnants of worn-out garments, it's gonna be puzzle. My blood khaiim, what is exactly is he referring to when he says Blay Kalim? Amrabaye Matlonios, we're talking about patches, Sha'imbahem, behem um Al-Shalosh are no longer the minimal size of three fingers breadth by three fingers breadth. The lo Lolanium lo lashirim. it's not fit for anybody, even a poor person. Really, the rich person thing is not the chiddush. The chiddush is that it's not even fit for a poor person, and that's the chiddush of Amin parts of yomi. Is that this used to be a larger garment, and of course you can't use it as chach. But even though it's become diminished below the minimum shear of what's considered to be a garment to become tame, it's not even three by three. Nonetheless, you cannot use it for your sach. The Gemara says, Tanya Ami there is a brysa, even though our mission ended up not being a support for him, not that our mission was against him, it's just not a support for him, but there is a brysa that is a support for the opinion of Ami Bar that once something is considered to be a kli, then it's eternally disqualified, even if it gets diminished below the size of being a kli. So what's the brysa that supports the opinion of Ami Bar Tav Yumi? If someone has a mat, that's made out of different types of reeds. One of them was sedge. I don't know what that was, but if you have different types of reeds, shifa and gami, Shiraha, its remnant, even though it's become diminished less than the minimal shear, the measurement, that's considered to be a kli as a mat, which we said in Rashi is 6x6. Once it was disqualified as a mat, even though it's now in a state that's less than that size, you cannot use it as your schach. So again, to be very clear, if you would start that size, use it for your schach. But once it was a full-size mat, it gets diminished to less than that size, um, of six by six, then you can no longer use it for schach, which is a full support of the opinion of Rav Ami Bar Taaviyumi. If, if, kubi... if it, I'm saying if it was made to be five by five tefachim, you could use it as schach. If it was made seven by seven tefachim and got diminished to five by five, you can't use it according to this v'risa. That's 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 the chiddush Rav Ami Bar Tav Yumi. Sorry, was, I'm sorry. It was made. It was made as a made... If let's say it was made to sit on those five by five, you can use it as rach. Because the minimal size that actually really counts as a mat is six by six. So the khidish of the brites is exactly that, is that if you would make it lechachila, the minute, less than the shear, it's not considered to be a kli. but if it was a full-size mat and it got diminished to less than six by six, you still can't use it. So that is a support of Ami's position that once it started as a clee, even if it got smaller than the size of a share of a clee, you still cannot use it. Is that clear, Paul, Eddie? We're good? Yeah, it makes sense. Okay. So, it, it makes sense, but I'm just curious. What's, what's the far beyond it? Um, so I'm not sure. I can think of a few different answers. Um, I can think of a few different answers, but, uh, you know... The question is, is that in Hilfas Tumatara, you have to remember, it's a spiritual entity. So um, once we establish that something counts as being a Kli, um, there are other places in Allah where we see such an idea, is that to establish status is very hard. But once you establish status, to break that status is not such a simple thing to do. You'd have to do, you have to do much more to get it off. And it could be in Tumatara as well, that once it, once it took out the name of being a Kli, it simply cannot come off afterwards. Or perhaps it's Xeradar and I'm not familiar. Maybe they made Xeradar Abanen that once it was part of a Kli, you can't start playing around with it and taking off its status afterwards. Um, there's a few different approaches I could think of. But La that's that's the, uh, you know, that's the approach. Again, it's clearly debated because uh, you know, it's known as the opinion of Ami Bar which seems to not be universal. And we were very comfortable making that our mission is not like Ami Bar So it seems to be a debated issue, but I could definitely hear the Svara that stands uh, behind such a Shita. Um, okay, so it says the Gemara one final psaq. If one has a mat that is made out of reeds, If it's a large sized one, I guess they sell them in you know small, medium, large. If you buy a, buy a large sized one, the lacha is you may use it for schach. Kitana a But if you buy a small one, you cannot use it for schach. And again, well, regardless is more than yeah, these are both more than six by six. Yeah, these are both more than six by six, but the Kiddush is that once it's very, very large, Stan wants to know about how it fits with the six by six thing. Even if it's more than six by six, it has to be made to be sat on. That's the key. You need two conditions for it to become a cleat. If you have a reed mat, again, think about our own mats we make for our sukkahs. They're far more than six by six. But the point being is is that they happen to be woven together, but they're not made as utensils to sit on, to lie on, to use underneath you. They're made just for shade. And you need both. You need both conditions. the minimal size and you need to have it as something that you sit or lie down on. So that's the khidish over here of the Tanakama is that it is very, very large. You could assume it was actually made for shade and it was not made to lie down on or sit down on. No one needs to have a mattress. Again, even... Uh, I'm not, I'm not a king mattress guy, but, you know, again, the largest bed that you see is a king-size mattress. Once it gets bigger than that, that's not, not for a mattress anymore. So, too, if you have a very, very large reed mat, people just simply didn't have very large reed mats, i probably even venture to say that they, re- they never had a mattress bigger than the size of a twin mattress because they had tiny homes. They're not going to take up an entire room with a reed mattress that's the size of a king-size bed. So if you go into a store and you find yourself a reed um, sheet and it's very large, the Tanakhama says, it's not made for lying down on it's made for shade, go ahead and use it for your sukkah. If it's a small one, which is about the size of a human or smaller, then at that point you do machmer and not use it for on top of your sukkah. However, um, even though that's the psak of the Tanakh, Rabbi he even it, which is referring to the big size one, is mekabel tuma for which basically he just says you have to be concerned that even a big ones made be for sitting down on, and therefore no size once it's more than six by six can be used because you have to assume it was made to be sat down on. I think uh, they would agree that if you actually made it like our schach mats, it's made for shade. It's labeled for shade as a it for shade. You would never lie down on it ever. And certainly, since the social norms nowadays is not to make mattresses out of reeds, um, then you know it would not be a problem at all. I'll pay Allah to use it for schach. We're good. Okay. Zok the two dots says the Gemara. Uh, a quote from the Sefer of our Mishnah Chaiti begadish. So we said the is is that if one had a haystack and they dug a hole into the haystack and made a cavity inside that is the minimal size of a sukkah, again, it has to be 7 by 7 and 10 tefakim tall, if you make that, it's not going to be kosher because it's tasavalom and you didn't put the shach on, the schach was created by default. Okay. So now we have a little bit of a chiddush here. Amarav huna. Lo shanu ela she'ein sham chalal tefach b'meshach shiva b'meshach shiva. We did not teach this psak in our Mishnah that it's no good to dig a hole in a haystack other than a case where there was not a halal. You know the halal is? A halal is like a hole, a cavity, of you know, an open area. That's what a halal is. I think in modern Hebrew, halal is space. Outer space is called the halal. You know, again, it's an open area. Tefach. The, what? Chalilin, chalalim. you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So a halal, she'ein chalal tefach, that does not have a minimal cavity inside of it that's the size of one tefach tall, but meshech shiva, that goes the length, which actually referenced here to length and width of seven by seven. So what's happening here is a huge kiddush, is that this halacha, that you cannot just take a haystack and dig into it and make an area that's seven by seven and ten tefachim tall, that's only talking about a full haystack. But if somehow you had a haystack, that there was a seven-by-seven seven length and width area that was one tefak tall, you could dig out the other ninth fachim and make it into a kosher sukkah. Before I explain why that works, but at least you hear what I'm saying, so again, if you had a full haystack down to the ground, you cannot dig a hole into it to make a kosher sukkah underneath it because it will be Tassel Manasui. But if there was already a hole underneath it, seven by seven, seven long, seven wide, one tall, you could add to it to get to ten. And the lumpness behind it is that it may not be the height of a kosher sukkah, but at the same time, it was a, dom- it was a existent domain. So okay, fine, you have to work on the details to get it up to ten. But at least there, the schach on top was a roof. It just happened to be a roof over an area that was too small. So you have to go ahead and make it up to ten. But L'maysa is already considered to be a separate domain. Tefak is the minimum size of a, of a so to speak, a, a separate reshuz, a separate area. It already was a separate area. Now you're just getting the height to the proper height. At that point, as and says it will not be a problem, it will be a lucha, that go ahead and dig out the rest of it to make it a kosher sukkah. But no enough, so only for the schach itself. So here, he's not doing anything to the stuff. You're saying he's just digging from under it, going up 10 to fucking. So, second. So, the the way this case is, is that when the haystack was made, it was actually made that you put the roof layer of the straw on top of that one tefach open area. So even though when the schach was put on, so to speak, it wasn't yet kosher due to the technicality wasn't tall enough, but schach was put onto a domain, so to speak. So it is a bit of a chiddush still, that we're still saying that even though it was not kosher at that moment yet, and you dug it out and making it a big enough size is going to be okay, but lemaisa, the schach was placed, if schach was placed on the ground, that's, that's, that's not a roof at all. And to dig it out afterwards is no good. Schach is put on an area more than a tafach tall. You put the schach onto a domain. So you're saying he's putting this on with the, with the intention that I'm putting schach on something. Correct. So but even then, it's still a massive chiddish to me. I mean, it's still, it's still a huge chiddish. Because it, you know, if you put on schach on top of your sukkah underneath the closed roof, even though you had in mind, I want this to be schach, but the mice is underneath the closed roof, and then you take off the roof afterwards, that's Tasa Lamana because you didn't make the schach. Right. So it is a little bit of a chidish over here that this counts, but the mice, uh, Rav Hunas, is that as long as when you put the schach on, you put the schach on top of a domain that is a minimum shear of one Tefach tall, then after to go dig out the rest and the, take care of the technicality is not tall enough. Which again, uh, you know, again, I can't explain it much better than that, but uh, that's the of Rav Hunas. Yes? one opinion that the minimum was one tefach above the other and it was the minimum it for it is it okay? There was I mean one of the opinions of me saying the, the top one through and the bottom one you're saying was one tefach yeah so again over there also but that's true because but it's not that it was a kosher sukkah on top of a non-kosher sukkah. It was a, it was a full domain on top of a sukkah, and therefore that's why I get disqualified at the bottom. So for me, it's still a ma- major finish over here because we're going in and saying that even though it's not a kosher sukkah, in the ma'isa the only way the sukkah is being made kosher is by digging out part of the roof. Um, it's going to be okay because it's not a problem of Tassim ta- so You put sukkah on. The stock was put on. It happens to be it's not tall enough. Okay, fine. So afterwards, go ahead. It's almost like Imagine, imagine the following scenario. Imagine you had a square frame with slats going across it, and the square frame is sitting mamas on the ground. Uh, let, well, let's say it's, it's sitting one tefak off the ground, okay? Little stumpy legs, square frame, put the slat on top of it, and now you lift up that frame, and you put the legs underneath it. So it sounds like, according to this, that it would almost be kosher, right? It's insane to think about, because one tefak is nothing. One type was nothing. Yeah, one type was nothing. Do, do, I don't know if I'm right, but you hear what I'm trying to say? You know, let, 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 I'm having a hard time with this. I, I, not, you're saying it's a huge kiddush. I'm not saying it's not. I'm not hearing it's a huge kiddush. You're, you're putting schach onto anything. Even if it's one tap off the ground, you're putting schach on the same schach. True, but it's nothing. <laughs> you cannot, if, 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 anyway, if, if, now, if you have light out flat on your you stomach know. and get underneath it, you're not yotze. At so the end of the day, the way you're making your sukkah kosher is by digging out a hole, the same way our mission says you can't dig out a hole in a haystack. So the, the, the act that you're doing is not an act of putting on sukkah. The act you're doing is digging out a hole. That should be taught and Again, it should be no different than too, putting on sukkah on top of the sukkah underneath like, the roof. It's such a technicality. In other words, like with the sukkah, so it's like... The whole sukkah is... So so that's no, together. no. <laughs> but here it's like, it's like, because you did it in this order, in other words... The, 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 the structure is there. The, or, the order makes all the difference in the world, yes. Yes, yeah. yes. So yes. That, that's why it's like, where, right. you, where you learned that. Yeah, so again, I, I, I'm imagining that if this Pesach is true, then we could make that jump that I just said a second ago, is that, you know, let's say, um, it's a very common way to make a, uh, like a chuppah. You make the roof of the roof chuppah, and then you put it all together, and then you put the legs underneath it and stand it up. Where you get four people there. Actually, you know, when we had those cheapo tents that we had outside for a couple of weeks for Rosh Hashanah, that's exactly what we did. We built the whole roof, and then we had four guys hold up the roof, and then four other guys put the legs underneath it. That was just the easiest way to build it. As to trying to build a roof on top of it that's 12, 10 feet high, we built the entire roof, and then lifted it up and put the legs underneath it. So imagine you had a roof that was built, one tefach tall, stumpy legs that are already there. Maybe it has like you know part of the brackets was one tefach tall. It's not so big. You put the schach on top of it, even to be schach, and you lift it up and put the legs underneath. That might be okay. I wonder if that would be okay. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, according to the p'sacher of Huna. So let's go ahead and just read a little bit more. So says the gemara. Again, back by the two dots. If someone digs a hole in a haystack, Amar of Huna lo shanu shein we only. This is only taught when there is not. A cavity of one tefach tall, b'meshach shiva that goes the length and width of seven. But if there is a cavity that's one tefach tall that goes seven by seven, is a It counts as a sukkah. I mean, not that you could be yotzei with it, but it's a sukkah, and the schach is put on top of the sukkah, and everything's going to be okay. The gemara goes in and says, I'll even support and prove that what we're saying right now is true. Tanya Hach, we have a that actually says like this. If someone digs into a haystack to make a sukkah, hariz as sukkah. So our Mishnah says explicitly, dig into haystack, not kosher. We have another braisa that says the exact opposite, that if you dig into a haystack, hariz as sukkah, it is kosher. Aye, so the Gemara asked the question, but we said in our Mishnah, so again, the resolution of this contradiction will be our answer of Rafuddha's Peshitta. El alav, rather, it must be shmami mina. we hear from here, that we hear from here, like the Pesach of Huna, Minah, we hear from here that psak, that it must be, there's a difference between if the haystack is down to the ground, or if the haystack, in fact, is one tepach off the ground. So the nice support for huna's Chiddush is because, again, you have to deal with these two Tanayik sources. Our Mishnah says, you dig in the haystack, is no good. Another Bryce says, digging dig in the haystack, it is good. How do you resolve it? Well, Havunah says, I'll resolve it for you. It depends if it goes down to the ground or not. If it goes down to the ground, it's no good. And if it's one tefach off the ground, then it's going to be okay. Is it a uh, tefach off the ground, or is it that, the, that there was already a hole of a tefach within that haystack? Well, the, the, way, the, the way, again, getting the technicality is that there was a hole that was a tefach that the top layer of hay was put on top of. Oh, okay. That's the yeah. most accurate way to say it. Um, and then we'll just we'll we'll end this off now. I'll read to the Mishnah very quickly, and then we'll do Chazara and we'll read it again tomorrow. Ika derami mirma. There are some that bring about this answer through asking a contradiction. All the Gemara is going to do right now, just to tell you process and procedure of many Gemaras, is that we had Rav Huna's answer, and to prove Rav Huna, we said, hey, how else do you resolve this contradiction between Tanayic sources? Our Mishnah says that you cannot dig a haystack. Another Bryce says you can't dig a haystack. Elamai, it must be the Rofuna. In fact, is right. The Gemara is just going ahead and saying that there are those who come to the conclusion of Rafuna via the contradiction in Bryce's. It's the same exact pieces of the puzzle. It's just the process. What was the procedure? The first version of how we brought it was the Rofuna is a statement. By the way, if there's a cavity of a Tefach, it's okay. And the Gemara says I'll even prove that to you because hey, how else will you understand this other Bryce that says it's okay to dig into a haystack? And we said, well, by looking at this contradiction, the resolution must be the Rofuna. So the Gemara is just going to simply say there are those that come to the conclusion of Rofuna via the contradiction between the Bryce and the Mishnah. So it says the Gemara as follows: "Ikad Rami le Mirma." Like Rami is 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 what's what I'm English I'm looking for is a um, is a contradiction, or a uh, I guess a contradiction. So there are those who ask it as a contradiction and ask it as a question. And how do they do that? They say it like this. They find the place. Tanan, it says in our Mishnah, be'gadish lasas lo suka." In a sukkah. If you dig into the haystack to make a sukkah, it's not a kosher suka. But it says in a Harizu Sukkah that it is a Sukkah. Am Ravuna, Huna answers the contradiction. Lokasha it's not a question. Tefah B'Meshach Sheva, One of them deal with the case where there is not a hole of a Tefah that goes seven by seven, and one is that there is a hole of a Tefah that goes seven by seven. But regardless, to come to the same conclusion, the Psakh Ravuna, which seems to be posking that way, is that this whole halacha that you cannot dig into the haystack is only if it goes down to the ground, but if it was a Tefah hole first, and then the top layer of hay was put on top of it, and now you want to dig out the other ninth fucking, that would be totally fine. There's got to be a knock on way this way versus that way, no? there has got to be some... What do you mean, why Why that is okay? No, I'm just saying, How we get to Rapuna, in other words, at the, end of the day they were holding like Rapuna, how we get there, there's, there's got to be some knock on that it's this way versus that way, you No. Know? Or, or really um, I, I don't know exactly how to answer your question. It could be that, meaning, it could be that Huna said the statement without using the contradiction, and that was what he understood logically from his vast knowledge of the halachas of, of domains and sukkas <laughs> and eriv and etc. and that he found a braisa to support his, his thing. As opposed to they're sitting there one day saying, one second, over here, how does this vishnu work with this braisa? Well, it must be, then. We have a it, we, you know, Yeah, exactly. So there's different, you know, just how he came about it, but the maisa of the psak is the same either way. Rabbi I have a wonderful day. Very nice. We're up to a new Mishnah, Tev and Aleph in the bottom. Um, let's get some Chazara in here, is Hashem, and then we'll go right through tomorrow morning. And maybe we'll stop at some point to do a little bit of Chazara. We're not too far off. Not everyone here joined us the entire run, but we're not that far from making a scene. on Sukkah, Baruch Hashem. Okay, cultiv.